Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snack Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. What's going on, Suns fans? Justin here, and with me as always is my podcasting partner, Paul. It's nice to see you, Justin. Great to see you, Paul. Welcome to this episode of Fan in the Flames, everyone's favorite Phoenix Suns podcast that is made for the fans. That's you guys. By the fans, that is us. As always, intro and outro music is provided by Oceans Over Airplanes. Check them out over at OceansOverAirplanes.com. And this week, we are blessed to have a special guest with us. Everyone knows him, everyone loves him. He is one of the three gentlemen that brings you solar panel each and every week. He is the one, the only, Mr. Greg Esposito. Greg. Espo! What is up, gentlemen? We're finally making this happen. He's at the most inconvenient time for me possible. <laughs> I am sitting in a hotel room in Boston at 12.21 a.m. So, uh, so that's how much I appreciate you guys, is that I'm actually... Uh, putting forth some effort to do this with you so and that's how inconsiderate we are <laughs> yeah, it's all right. I, I already knew that i mean so this is the first time we've hung said... out at, at 12 a.m so it's true that's true that's true yeah but it's appropriate in las vegas well that's true that, that is also true <laughs> okay you guys done you guys done with that nope we good yeah it was, it was fun thanks guys for having me on oh. friendly banter <laughs> Were you, did you just say it was fun? Like you're done, you're out yeah, now. Was it? That's all we need. That's all we, we just want to be able to put it in the in the in the in the headline, so people like click listen. And once Espo's gone, we're like, whatever. You already listened for a minute, so we've got you captured. We're yep, set. and we we'll just loop it periodically that's through. That's the way we do it. That's the way we do for it. AZ Central with that kind of thinking. Jeez. Oh yes. Super deep fakes. We're 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 getting into yes. This will be the clickbaity episode of Fanning the Flames because we'll just say Espo and then he'll be gone and then people will click. But we'll get into the clickbaity stuff. We'll get into it because it was the day, perhaps a week of bad takes and clickbait when well, it comes to the Phoenix Suns. August really sucks for basketball coverage, which is probably why we've been gone for like three weeks. Paul and I for the past three weeks have been like, hey, you want to record this week? Yeah, yeah. What are we talking about? No. <laughs> We'll do it next week. We're like, do okay. we really want to do a whole episode on a bunch of uh, uh, gym workout videos? Could kinda, we do it? I can't. I, we could have. <laughs> I kind of did. You, you guys should uh, skip the entire month of August of solar panels. That, then, if uh, if you don't want to listen to all that kind of talk, because it's, uh, it's about all I there just is. Skip the Wednesday ones. Oh, I, I, <laughs> I mentally I, skip the Wednesday ones. So it's all right. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So, all right, yeah, well, let's, let's, let's get into the little bit of Suns that we can listen to. But first, I'll remind everybody that you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at SosaJ, Paul. At Dervish of World. Espo is? At Espo. Very Real easy. Tough. I love it. I, I'm, I'm very impressed that you were able to get that because there's probably a lot of other Espositos and that want that name. I can't tell you uh, what it took to get that, but it was uh, some effort, and it did not hurt that I was working for the team at the time. So, oh, oh interesting, very interesting. Um, and the pod, which was very easy to get at Fan the Flames NBA. <laughs> yeah, uh, we're on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff too. Rate, review, subscribe if you're so inclined. Okay. You know, I, I initially, we were kind of putting together a rundown like we usually do moments before we start recording, and I had initially written out some discussion about maybe the FIBA World Cup. We've got a couple of sons playing in it, obviously, but I kind of want to just jump into clickbait, hot, bad take, <laughs> clickbait, bad take, Phoenix Suns weekend, I'll call it. I just, yeah, that, that works. 
Um, and in, in case y'all don't know what we're, we're talking about, and I'll have to admit, I've only been apprised of at least one of these just moments ago, but there have been some horribly, horribly horrific, repetitive, yes, but it deserves it, horribly horrific takes on the Phoenix Suns this week. We had from, was it NBC Sports? Yes. Is that right, Paul? NBC Sports, yep. Dan Feldman questioning whether winning 34 games after winning 19 games would really be worth it. I know Dave King uh, did a great write-up on it at Bright Side of the Sun, but I'd like to delve into that a little bit. We've got, uh, as Espo pointed out to me earlier before we started recording, AZ Central sp- sp- citing the ever-reliable sportskita.com uh, and bringing up some potential trades of Devin Booker. Is that, is that, am I getting that generally correct there, Espo? Yeah, and you know, whenever I'm looking for good, well-sourced material, I go to Sportskedia, and I really appreciate when my local newspaper slash reputable website is uh, then citing said uh, Sportskedia for, for an article. That's always, uh, that's always uh, really, really exciting for me when I can uh, get a source of a source of a source of a source with no sources. So, And, and, and I'll, I'll just interject momentarily here and point out that it's not even Sportskedia, which gives it then at least like a Wikipedia type of vibe, which, you know, as unreliable as it can be, let's be <laughs> honest, we all look at Wikipedia constantly and we want to get information, <laughs> but it's Sportskeda, K-E-E-D-A. Just... Putting out there because probably because sports because you, you really want to give them clicks. Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you know what <laughs> I do. I do. I maybe do. maybe that's secretly my my website I created. Is is it built in Flash? Have you ever gone to the Space Jam website? Whoa, it still exists. Hold on, let's go back to <laughs> Espo was just saying he's on their website. I want I want to hear the immediate feedback. I mean, it, it it's amazing. They have a ten years banner, so I I assume that means Sports Kita or whatever the heck this website is has been in existence ten years. So that must mean something. I I don't know what, but something. Sounds I mean, like sounds like somebody started it like when like when it was like an AOL profile initially. <laughs> wow, that's way more than ten years ago though, huh? Jesus Christ, getting old. Yeah, that um, would be twenty five years in <laughs> in the biz. Twenty five. That's like, yeah, about that. Thank thank you, Dynamite Drop. <laughs> I was gonna say thirty five, and I'm like, I wasn't that young. <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay. Let's let's rate it in. Let's rate it in. Just just a touch here, Paul. 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 Nope. Paul's so excited that Espo's on. I can tell. He's just so excited. I'm um, just excited I don't have to talk to you solely. Okay, yes. Well, <laughs> feelings mutual, my friend. Um, and then the other thing that comes up, if you, if you, as of right now, at 10, 9.28 Arizona time on Monday, September 2nd, 12.28, thank you, Espo, Eastern time, if you Google Phoenix Suns, the top three articles that come out, one is what we were just discussing. The second one is whether the Suns should re-sign Joe Johnson for a year. So, again... It's clickbait, bad take weekend for the Phoenix Suns. So, let's. Which one do we want to jump on first? Which one do we want to jump on first? Oh, do we want to jump on? on a grenade? They all. They all sound like a bad idea. But uh, uh, you, you guys pick. Let me know. I can rant on any of these. <laughs> Paul, why don't we go with? Since it's the oldest one, let's go with Dan Feldman. And I think this yeah. one will probably be. Well, maybe it won't be the quickest. These could all be very quick, um, because. You can only you can only rag on something so much, but Dan Feldman came out on NBC Sports earlier this week, put out an article, and the biggest takeaway, I guess, perhaps the conclusion that he reached after you know crapping on the sun for a good you know couple hundred few hundred words there, was would going from nineteen to thirty four wins really feel that much better, especially considering the downgrade in lottery odds? I don't think so. Again, Dave King did an excellent job explaining why this made no sense. And I, I, but I couldn't help myself and want to just at least express some of my frustrations with really the Danny. part where he's talking about <laughs> would going from 19 to 34 wins real feel, really feel that much better? Yes. 
yes, why would it not feel much better? I, that, I guess that's probably the bigger takeaway is what in his head makes, makes it seem like that wouldn't be better. I mean, you're almost doubling your win total. You know what? If they went to 29 wins, that would still feel good because it's more wins than last year. First time in four years where we actually had a better record than the previous season. Right. And, and Paul, Paul, it's all about foundation too. Like yeah. why is this why is this so lacking nuance in general this summer from national media? Like you're not going to build a championship contender out of from a 19 win team. You have to take a step. Everybody was excited about the Kings last year, uh even on the national end. Well, that was because they took a step forward and the Suns have to take a step like that before they're actually going to be back in the playoff discussion. I don't understand why this is so difficult for national writers to wrap their heads around. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm of the same mindset cuz it's just like they've been on the collect assets cycle for God knows how long it hasn't been successful. So, but well, well, I mean, can you really say it hasn't been been successful? Well, it hasn't been like, Oh, they're the Oklahoma city thunder where they got three MVPs who are on their team and they go from got star player, star player, star player. Okay. Now we're good. Like that's De- DeAndre Ayton only played one year, buddy. Let's not say he's not an MVP yet. I'm not saying he's not an MVP yet, <laughs> and he could be for all we know. Granted, I don't know the last time a big man was an MVP. Maybe this year with Anthony Davis, but um, it's just yeah. There's there's incremental progress that you need to see, and particularly in a loaded West as it is, any type of improvement would be would be great. I mean. Yeah, they could still be 13th in the West, but have 30-something wins, which would suck and be awesome at the same time. And and I think, Paul, you, you said before we started recording, I think before we got with Espo too, but I think it goes to exact point that Espo is making, and that is, and you're making too, but the way you said it I think was perfect. What, you, you think that if we don't win 50-something games, it's not worth winning more games? It's either you win three times as many or you just stay the same. Is that is that how it should operate? Because that makes zero, 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 zero sense. That only works if you uh, bring in Steve Nash. Well, we don't know that yet. We no, don't I'm, know I, that yet. No, but I'm just saying that happens. I know what you're saying. <laughs> right. And I, I've said before, you know, nobody expected that 03, 0203, 0304. Are you sure? I feel like yes. that's too late. Was, was it 0405? Yeah, it was after we graduated. Oh, that's right, because I was driving down. I remember, distinctly remember driving down to my first year of law school, listening to the Suns game, being like, oh, wow, they're playing really well so far. Okay. Thank you. Now, okay. I, have, now I have a point of reference for the rest of my life. Thank you, gentlemen. You're welcome. So nobody expected the Suns to make that leap that 0405 season. Um, nobody's expecting them to make great leaps. Or maybe even if you're expecting them to make great leaps, you don't think they're great leaps because you're Dan Feldman. But nobody expected to make those leaps this year, but who knows what's going to happen. I think that, and, and this is something that we've talked about on the pod before too, when comparing this team to teams in the past, you really can't because it's a completely different team. Right. Like the, outside of three players, four if you include Elia Kobo, we're a completely different team. Right, from what started last season. And I mean, I just look at it just from the standpoint of, never mind, I lost my thought. <laughs> It's straight up lost. Exactly oh, we're in mid-season say. form, Paul. I love it. I love it. I, I just, it, it, to me, it's like saying, well, you had you had a terminal illness and, and now you have a cold, but is it really worth it? Because, <laughs> you know, well, you're going to get less attention and less medical attention. So maybe you should just be full-blown sick instead of just having that cold like i just it to me i i just i don't understand it and i i really it's just easy to crap on the suns right now because it's it's almost it's almost muscle memory at, at this point for people so so trying to do anything and give them any credit for what they've done seems extremely difficult uh, especially for national writers and i Honestly, it, it, it's kind of lazy. In, in particular, this argument where you can't just take that one step mentally and go, well, of course it's better to win 
34 games because your fan base is about to revolt if if they have another 19 win uh, season and you have a front office that that doesn't seem all that excited about draft picks anyways as they proved by trading back uh, in this most recent draft so so why would lottery odds matter all that much and as we've seen they they really don't i mean the pelicans weren't weren't one of the worst teams in the west last year and they still wound up with the number one pick so just because you win 34 doesn't mean you can't still wind up with with a great lottery pick Excellent, excellent, excellent point. And, you know, I'm happy you brought up the the fan aspect of it, too, because one thing that I've noticed, and maybe it's just, maybe it's isolated to the Twitterverse, I don't know, but when you get these horrible takes coming out, at least Suns fans start agreeing on something. <laughs> That's <laughs> true. true. Because Suns fans are like bickering spouses. I mean, whether we go back to the Aiton versus Doncic thing, which I don't want to go back to, and I just said his name on our podcast, my bad, um, but... We go back to that, or we go back to the hiring of James Jones, or we go we go to Robert Sarver. Okay, most of the Suns fans agree on that one. Maybe there's a couple outliers. I don't know who they might be. Maybe one sitting here right now. I don't know. But point being, or we go to the we, Devin Booker version Diamond Right. Mitchell. Sorry. Yes, well, no. I think that's. I actually think that's one of the ones that 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 tends to bring Suns fans together too. But maybe Suns fans, as as a group need these unifying forces, something to actually give us something to rally together about because Wins again, we're like, that. we're like bickering spouses at all times and it drives me insane and I've said it a number of times and thankfully I haven't got as much backlash about it as I probably could, but... Oh, we we're, we're we're worse than bickering spouses. This is like we're, Lord we're, of the Flies. Like we're it's a it, it another you know nineteen twenty win season and and people are gonna really start losing it on each other and it, it it's already not pretty. I think it get it goes to a whole nother level. Actually, I don't know if they'll lose it on each other. I think they'll just become apathetic. Well. Which I mean, is that, worse. That, that's also that that's also a possibility. But I feel like if apathy was really going to kick in, it would have over the last four years. I, I think right now you're getting the really diehards, you know, the kind of people that talk about this team at 1230 in the morning for some god awful reason in <laughs> September. But uh, and and. And the infighting is there. I think you've already lost the casual fan. Oh, I'm, I'm talking about apathy of the of the hardcores. Yeah, I mean, I could I, I could totally see that. And that's why it's definitely worth uh, winning 34 instead of 19 and showing some hope because uh, hope's the ultimate drug in, in anything. I mean, when, when there is no hope, I mean, that's when... Uh, when everything goes out the window, but that hope, as and I quote this far too often, as everybody knows, my love of of all things superhero and in particular Batman. But Bane's quote that without hope, there's no true despair. Well, you know that's because it, it's tough to get crushed if there's no hope that uh, <laughs> about things. So I mean, I think Suns fans just long for the chance to be crushed again by this team in some way because they were uh, they were very good at it with uh, with us for decades and then we lost that that ability to actually even have hope that they were going to be going to be good over the last uh, pretty much in reality the last 9 years so uh, i think a lot of us are latching on to just the the chance that we'll see something entertaining this year yeah that's a that's an interesting way of looking at it i i haven't really thought about it from that perspective but as I sit here right now, and I've let this 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 sink in for about eight seconds after you said that, Espo, I do kind of miss the feeling of you know having my heart ripped out of my chest by the Suns during the playoffs every year. Because at <laughs> least I was having my heart ripped out of my chest during the playoffs, and I had some exciting moments leading up to it. Well, I mean, did we did we piss off the basketball gods because we got so frustrated and burned out on? always being the bridesmaid, never being the bride. And we were like, fine, screw it. We just want something. And and instead of actually getting a winner, like a championship, we got the polar opposite where it was like, you're not even going to get close to, to having that feeling of being let down. You're just going to have nothing. And, and, and I think this is, I think we've all, uh, all can atone and go, we'll take 20 plus years of making the playoffs and not winning it all uh, over having to deal with almost a decade straight of not even sniffing the playoffs. 
Which yeah. just make it that much more enjoyable when we finally do get back. Oh, look at Paul. Look at Paul <laughs> being optimistic. I felt like that was optimistic, Paul. That was optimistic. I agree, coach. But I, I've, always, I've always wondered this, if this team gets to the pinnacle, right? They win a championship. Let's say Booker, Aiton, they're everything we, we hope. They win a championship in the next, uh, I mean, the next yeah, five, six years. What what do we all do at that point? Like, have <laughs> I've thought this through a few times, and I'm like, I have I have no clue at that. Like, it's going to be amazing for you know uh, a two three month period, and then it's going to set in that. Well, I've spent thirty plus years of my life pining for this in some way, and now I have it. And what is that even like? Do you do you lose identity as as Phoenix Suns fans at that? Ask Red Sox fans. I, well, I can, and I, I, I am in a place where I can easily ask a lot of Red Sox fans that, uh, uh, you know. So, like, I, I, I happily take that over, uh, over having discussed losing basketball constantly. But it's just one of those things that that stuck out to me too, is because now I realize we were immensely spoiled for all those years, and I would uh, give anything to uh, to get back to that again, you know. I think if we get to that point, we then simply change our, you know, let's, let's look at this. We get there, we win a title, and then things turn, start going back downhill. Then at least at that point, when we're sitting around doing things like this, we'll say, remember the remember those years? Remember that year we won the title? As opposed to, remember the fucking hip check? Remember goddamn David Stern? Remember the, oh, see, see? <laughs> then we want to get angry in our in our reminiscence. We would still be happy in reminiscence. No, we'd still get angry. I think we'd just be, yeah, but we got that title at least. So, yeah, different different type of anger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it should be more than one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so let's let's go. I want to go now to how about uh, I won't even say where it came from because everyone that listens to this probably would be able to ascertain where this one came from, but the sun should re-sign Joe Johnson for one year because, you know, he showed out during the big three tournament or what league or whatever. Don't you call we have that. a full roster? Is, is that, is that your reasoning <laughs> to not sign him, Paul? No, I'm just is saying, don't reasoning? we have a full roster? What's the point? Yes. But if the sun's, uh, if the sun's front office listened to this particular site that, uh, uh, they will have would have signed sixty to seventy five people this off season based on <laughs> on this template. Uh, yes, the Sun should have re-signed Joe Johnson to at least a one year deal. Ten years ago, yeah, yeah 14, 10, 14 years ago, yeah, they should have, they should have re-signed him then. Now does not absolutely nothing, and and does not make me feel any better about the fact that they did not do that yeah years ago so yeah great yeah you you got a few clicks out of out of mari too that was that actually was one that happened an article that was written a month ago i I literally think it's just templatized and somebody becomes available and they just plug in name (laughs) and stats and then rerun the damn thing like it's ridiculous to me don't get me yeah, don't get me started on page view. I'll get, I'll get real nerdy and and real uh, angry about the way the internet's set up and why we're subjected to this kind of crap. And it's the simple fact that everything uh, monetary-wise is tied to page views rather than time on site on the internet. And I won't go down that rabbit hole, but that is my, uh, my quick uh, viewpoint on it. So I just always... Maybe once a week, probably at most, particularly during like the height of the season, like I'll be scrolling through like Bleacher Report or one of those aggregator sites and I'll see a headline and I'm like, oh, that sounds interesting. And I click on it and I'm like, shit, never mind. That was a waste of time. I gave them a page view they didn't deserve. I just, <laughs> I've just been had. Yeah, I guess. Like, I, I didn't see the byline under the little window on my when I was scrolling through the app of where what. I always worry. It's, I'm just bitter because you know I you know I was in the business. I don't do it full time now, and you see some of the stuff, and I'm like, people are actually getting paid, even a small amount to do this. This is ridiculous. But I think uh, it's it, it. I. Uh, yeah, I think you guys could tell my frustration with uh, 
with some of this stuff in particular and and the the egos that come with certain people that do this kind of stuff as if as if it's some gift to the to the internet (laughs) gods is the is the other amazing thing to me as well we should set up like an aggregator site where whenever somebody clicks on that website's story it shows up but then it rickrolls them (laughs) yes yes well, isn't it a Rickroll in and of itself? Mm. So it's maybe like a double Rickroll. Did you, meta Rickroll. The meta Rickroll, an uber Rickroll. Speaking of Rickrolls, off topic, that actually took us a while. To that did. Espo, wow. Espo, Having Espo, a guest keeps us on topic. Yeah, yeah. It's because I'm over here trying to wave at you to stop talking over Espo. That's why. <laughs> That's why. Did you guys see I'm just trying to get a word in. You, guys, you guys talk too much. <laughs> Fair. Did you guys see the Padres rickroll the the Red Sox fans at the yes. Padres Red Sox game? Did you see that Espo? Yes, it was spectacular. I, I'm all for that uh, that kind of stuff. So, oh my gosh, oh my gosh! For those of you who might not have seen that, look it up because they played Sweet Caroline like they always do at the Red Sox games in Boston. And of course, there are eight million Red Sox fans at a Padres game because who wouldn't want to be in San Diego at this time of year if you live in Boston or anywhere really? And they rickrolled them, and it was glorious. It was executed perfectly. Perfect. I, I perfectly. actually am all in on this uh, rickrolling people on clickbait sites. Like I am, I, I'm 100. Just creating a site like this, I'm 100 percent in on this because not only uh, can you make some money off of the fact that you're clickbaiting uh, things, but then you're also uh, trolling the entire fact that there's clickbaiting sites. I think this is a a, a brilliant money making scheme here. Yes, I feel yes. like I feel like the trademark. Needs, the we got needs it. to create like a <laughs> sub site that is basically designed as like clickbaity with like legitimate titles of articles that will get people to click on them, and like it starts off as like a real article and then devolves. <laughs> <laughs> so they take an actual article but change it. Through, well, no, they, like they write it from in? a serious perspective, and then like it devolves into lunacy. I like it. Look at look at us like late night, <laughs> late night, brilliant ideas on fanning the flames. Something you don't get anywhere else, folks. Mostly uh, because most in, people I'm record it at a regular time. Well, and, and, right. and most people have formats to their shows, so well, that helps. Well, well, <laughs> losers. <laughs> format, format. All right. Well, hey, Espo, we'll talk about this. So if, if everybody sees a new website pop up in the next few months that that is uh, rickrolling people, you, you'll know where that came Sportsies. from. Sportsies. <laughs> what? Okay, Paul. Okay. Um. You know what? Hey, let's uh let's do uh let's take a quick break here. We've been rolling for a touch, and we'll get back and talk more about clickbait, bad take, Phoenix Suns weekend. And other things, Phoenix Suns in September. Okay, during the break, Paul Paul thankfully told us he remembered what he forgot. So I'm going to, against my better judgment, let him tell us what he forgot he was going to say earlier. Better be good, Paul. All right. So <laughs> what I forgot was my biggest gripe right now with national media, particularly their and their coverage of the Suns, is I wouldn't say to a man, but... Very consistently, when they're throwing out predictions and whatnot, they're throwing out significant improvements for the Suns, but still just completely shit over the moves that get them to those significant improvements. And it's just the dichotomy of that is what's really annoying to me. Of like, you're saying, oh, they're going to improve by 15 games, but everything they did still sucks. (laughs) Yeah. That's that's a that's a fair point because it's like okay so if the moves are so crappy how are they how are they improving? Yeah, logically it doesn't exactly. make sense. Exactly. Well, they look sense. at it and they go they go man they need to re-sign Joe Johnson in order to really make it <laughs> make a jump here. So that would that would create waves across national media. Then all of a sudden the Suns will be playoff contenders. Uh, I'm sure. I haven't I haven't seen that article come off come across the Athletic yet. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, then let's jump into one last article. So, I'll ask you, Espo, who are the Suns going to trade Devin Booker to this season since there are so many teams that they could possibly trade him to? 
Oh, I just why why can this story just die already? Like, I thought, oh, he signed the contract extension. Like, we're not gonna have to deal with this talk until the words "I do not want to be in Phoenix" come out of Devin Booker's mouth. Nobody should write about this stupid topic. And I'm not saying that those words couldn't come out of his mouth this season at some point, but uh, until it happens. Just cut it out with this crap. He's not going anywhere. He has not expressed he wants to go anywhere. I genuinely believe that if they win 34 games, he will be happy because he sees the path to success. And if DeAndre Ayton takes that next step and, and you know, Monty Williams is the actual good version of what we thought we might get with Earl Watson... If that makes any sense, that <laughs> yeah, makes perfect the sense. There, then, uh, then this will be a, a non-starter. There will be no reason that Devin Booker wants to leave Phoenix. In fact, I I think he winds up attracting somebody to come here before he ever considers to leave. I think that's more of a a likelihood. I think Carl Anthony Towns asks out of Minnesota before Devin Booker asks out of Phoenix. Like, I, I just, I don't get the fascination with with this Devin Booker's going to ask out of Phoenix. And then in the same breath, a lot of these same people are saying Devin Booker's a good stats on a bad team guy. I, I just, I don't, the whole thing is just confusing to me. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, the extension was signed. He has he he's expressed that he he wants to be here by signing the extension in the very least and and yeah until he says that he doesn't want to be here let's 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 drop the crap let's drop the crap too well if they don't win you know in the next three years fine if they don't win the next three years he wants to be traded he wants to be traded maybe it'll happen this year like he said it could it could happen at any time for any player for any number of reasons and ultimately it's just a waste of breath and it goes back to it goes back to I feel like I feel like there's this this. I don't want to call it a conspiracy, but there's this feeling amongst people that are out there writing about sports who perhaps are sitting there going, what can we do to, you know, amp up stir something up about, pot. yeah, stir the pot. Let's, let's go and say something about Devin Booker. Let's say he's a bad, a, a good stats, bad team guy. Let's say he gets empty stats. What are empty stats anyway? If you're averaging 27 points a game in the NBA or whatever he averaged last year, I'm sorry, I'm in front of me, and you're doing it on a reasonably efficient basis and you're improving your playmaking ability, are your stats really empty? What's an empty stat? I mean, okay, maybe what, maybe what, like, I don't know, when you're losing by 30 and you have a 12th man come in and he scores 10 points. Like if, if, if what's the guy's name that fucking came in and stole Devin Booker's 60 point game. I already forgot his Jimmer? name. If Jimmer came in and we were down by like 20 and he scored 30 points, Instead of just scoring four on like one of nine shooting when it was Jimmer time for no apparent reason, uh, and he got thirty points. Yeah, those are empty points. But Devin Booker's stats are not empty stats because whether the Suns win a game or whether they lose a game, his stats are contributing to the outcome. And whether they're down a lot, fine. But when they're when they're winning games, his stats are a lot of times the reasons why they're doing that. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it just it, yeah. It, there's no. It, you can't say that his stats are, are, are meaningless when you put a G League roster around him. Like that's not that's not fair to the guy. Now, if if they go out and now that they have uh, a serviceable NBA roster around him and they win 19 games and he's still doing that, well, maybe there's an argument. I don't know, but like it's just it, the whole thing is let's try to make uh, get people fired up over uh, over something that really has no intrinsic value to it there's a, there's nothing that, that that holds weight about a lot of it and it, it's crazy to me there's there's as much chance that the suns decide to move on from devin booker as devin booker decides he wants to move on from the suns and neither are, are very likely but they they both <laughs> probably have the same amount of possibility to it uh, but it, it's just it, until they start winning some games, we're going to continue to see this kind of crap because it's the only way to make make a franchise that's been as bad as they've been interesting. 
I mean, it's that or you find out that your owner let a goat crap in your general manager's office. Like, <laughs> those, are, those are the two kind of things that, that become interesting when you have a dumpster fire. It's either uh, the, the reasons, the, the inside workings of why it's so dysfunctional or the controversial stuff of, uh, oh, a guy might why want it's out so because it's so bad. Yeah, like... Like I mean, that's that's what is is going to be interesting about this team around, uh, you know, around the league at this point. So hopefully they turn the tide by, you know, winning and and having a a few decent sized win streaks this year, and we can put all this in the past. Matt Moore, um, I don't know uh, if you guys follow him on Twitter, HP Basketball. Nope. Um, he's actually a really good follow. Okay. Um, but he. And he's one of the most objective guys out there, in my opinion. He just did um, like a pretty deep, pretty big deep dive into Booker, um, kind of going through like the different things that he's seeing in like his game and like how he's improved, where he, uh, you know, isn't doing as great and whatnot. It's it's a really really good little Twitter thread there, and he'll probably uh, come out. With, I think he's going to come out with an article about that as well. Justin, you would like him because he's uh, big into gambling. Why would I like that, Paul? Your friend would like Thank that. You. Thank you. <laughs> I, I'll just say that basically he had to consult his physician because his love affair of Devin Booker and the Suns lasted more than four hours on Twitter the other day. And, uh, and it was actually entertaining and refreshing to see somebody not just basing it off of a, a few things that they read, but actually watching film and breaking it down and going, this guy does a lot of things that when you get into a playoff series, when you're playing winning basketball, will uh, will translate and will translate well. Like uh, that that was refreshing to see. And I think that's one of my gripes with a lot of the national media stuff when it comes to Booker or the Suns in general is you can absolutely 100% tell that 95% of the guys that are out there writing stuff that are that are negative articles about the team or Booker or any Maybe other players twice. don't watch the Suns at all. Don't no, watch it all, the Suns. It all stems from that Celtic 70 point game. And if you want to be mad at somebody, if you're a national media member, be mad at Earl Watson mm-hmm. for the crap he pulled to, to, to give him that opportunity. Don't be mad at the player for going out there uh, and taking advantage of a situation that he's put in. It was not his fault that Earl Watson decided to make a joke of, of that situation and the way he managed a clock in, in a game that, that, that they were out of. Uh, so I don't hold it against against him look at look at the situation he was put in and no player is going to go well uh, you know i'm out here my coach put me out here he's he's doing these things but i'm not going to shoot i'm just going to hold this ball i'm going to you know like i'm going to kill clock like no a guy's going to go out there and take advantage of it he's going to play and do what he does i mean i i don't know how you hold that against a guy for going out there and doing what he's paid to do and, you know, if he would have gone out there and done what you were just saying, you know, national media would be like, well, look, he doesn't get he doesn't even care. He could have scored 70. And he just held the ball and he started burning clock and didn't care. I, I mean, mean, he doesn't have I feel like it's, it's, instinct. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't, if you're Devin Booker at this point. And, you know, unfortunately, right, wrong or indifferent, I'll say it's wrong, but that really won't change until the Suns start winning games. Which yeah, and I mean, what, once now. it does, I mean, I think that switch will flip very quickly because I think there's, I guess, you know, there's a lot of people kind of piling on right now, but I don't know how much of it is like more just like, oh, I want to get my jokes in versus, oh, I actually truly believe this. And, but And whereas then once he like, actually has a good team around him they're like oh yeah i've i've been a fan of books since he was a rookie and you know what <laughs> i feel like if the suns start winning they're going to be one of the most hated teams in the nba <laughs> and i love that concept His booker is a dick i love is he? i mean he's, he's got kind swag of a man it's just swag I mean, he's not Kobe, but <laughs> honestly, I'm fine with it because we've gone through being 
the love the the, mm-hmm. the lovable darlings in the NBA, and it got you nothing. So you might as well embrace being the bad guys for once and go out there and do something. I'm all for having uh, having a guy that's hated by other fans and being that swagger team. Uh, if you could be what the Spurs were for for a decade, uh, most other cities did not like the Spurs. In particular, we knew that well uh, about as well as anybody in Phoenix. If you can be that group for for other cities, I'm fine with that. I would love to have a guy that they boo every time he goes into another city. You don't have to have the lovable superstar. Uh, that's fine with me. And and I think too, when we look at Suns fans, and again, maybe this is limited to the Twitterverse, but if the Suns start winning, oh, we're going to be such a lovely, obnoxious group. <laughs> oh, it's going to be so fun. Until I we d- start cannibalizing ourselves because we're like expecting too much. Well, Paul, why you gotta? Why can't you just let us be obnoxious as as one? Oh, those one, that one first like once group. we like start getting good when they still don't have expectations yet. Oh yeah, they're gonna hate us. <laughs> I'm excited for it because then there'll be 44 Suns podcast rather than the 34 <laughs> yes. we have right now. So. <laughs> well, I might even make a spinoff podcast. I don't know. <laughs> You're just gonna go Colin Coward on us and just talk just, just me. by yourself. <laughs> Here's an hour of me ranting about the Phoenix Suns. You should just really go into your that whole be Maybe. the Skip Bayless of the Sun of Suns Twitter. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> I'm cl- I'm close as it is. I feel you just are. like it's, it's just like a couple more things to make me snap. Justin's just gonna have a complete disconnect to be a different person. <laughs> I feel like once once every three months we should be forced to like spin a wheel and just randomly switch co-hosts on all the all these shows <laughs> just to like make people that 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 have awkward relationships out of all these groups have to work together uh, <laughs> i can think of a few guys that uh, that i work in a, with and a few guys on other shows that would uh, make for interesting pairings you know <laughs> I, yeah, I, we're I, just ignored. I love that idea. We <laughs> hey, we're we're just here under the radar. We're like the we're like the oh, it's them. Yeah, yeah. Nah. yeah. They're, I they're want anything that about makes things awkward and entertaining. You know, I do. I, I couldn't. I couldn't care less. Like we're no, all we do that just fine. Yeah. So like whatever. Like I, a lot of people get bent out of shape with it. I'm like. I'm just having fun here. I don't. I don't care. Like, <laughs> you want to start a war? Let's go. Why not? Let's have fun with it. It's fine with me. I have for me. I hop on Twitter once every like four days and just do it for like an hour. And that's when everything that I I, I spit out comes out. Other than that, I'm kind of just hanging around. Not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Hence the we haven't done this in three weeks thing. Anyway, so we had more I, important things. I, I feel like I feel like we've done we've. we've We've done a good job tonight voicing our frustrations with media. <laughs> this has been kind of therapeutic. It has been nice. Really, yeah. yeah. I, I'm glad you invited me over for this group therapy session. <laughs> Everyone, people, people out there are like, we're going to save this one because, yes, we've been responding <laughs> to the things you guys have been saying. Um, well, let's talk a little bit about the, uh, the, the basketball tournament that's going on so, right now. And on maybe, a high note? maybe people do or do not know about because, uh, it's on at awkward hours and team USA has nobody really interesting there, but the Suns have some players out there and that's the, what is it, how do you pronounce it? Is it a FIBA world cup? Is that right? Is that? Yeah. Yeah. FIBA. Okay. Mr. Love FIBA. <laughs> yeah. I, I, honestly, I'm glad Man, that you. I'm glad that the, uh, the the U.S. fielded the ninth best team in the Eastern Conference to go over there and represent <laughs> us. So. That's actually I, I saw that I, I can't remember where I saw that today, but somebody was somebody brought up the question: Would this team would Team USA compete for an NBA title? No. <laughs> no. I'd agree. Well, that was a quick topic right there. We don't need to talk too much more about yeah, that. Which, yeah, isn't good, a... which isn't good for Boston Celtics fans because I think like a third of the <laughs> roster are Celtics. So. Yeah. 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 It is it is kind of like Boston Far East right now, if you will, since yeah. they're playing in China. And it was it was very interesting to watch like everybody they didn't have to make cuts because everybody just backed out. Just like okay, this is just everybody who's still here. I think they had to promote a couple guys from the select team. Just everybody to fill that's it out. still actually interested. Um, have either of you guys watched much or any of the FIBA World Cup? Have you seen any of our boys? Ricky Mostly Rubio just or highlight Aaron reels. Baines? Yeah, same here. I, 
can somebody explain to me the Aaron Baines love affair that's going on? Uh, like there's a weird obsession already with this guy with Suns fans. And, uh, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Maybe I just have not been indoctrinated into, uh, into this group yet, but, uh, there seems to be irrational love for Aaron Baines. I think it's a little bit of, he's one of those guys that does the little things. Um, and it's, and he's also like super tough, which is something the Suns haven't really had. So I think there's a little bit, there's a, well, there's a lot bit of, they think Aaron Baines is going to come in and that toughness is going to rub off on Aiton and that'll help bring Aiton to the next level that he needs to be, particularly on the defensive end. That's a lot of what kind of everybody's seeing in there. But I think Baines, I think Baines is one of those guys who the fan bases of the teams he's on love him because he just goes and goes hard and doesn't back down. And he's so the Suns are looking or Suns fans are looking forward to having that guy. I think it's slightly reminiscent of maybe like a PJ Tucker ish kind of thing, just from like a motor and whatnot. I, maybe not attitude per se, but you just sounded like a weird, like bad Nike slash Gatorade commercial. He goes, he goes, goes hard and goes he doesn't hard. back down. Just do it. Great. So, so we officially have our, uh, completely irrational, uh, a guy that did, did for this season in this Suns team. Uh, he's the Elliot Sox Perry and the Horatio Yamas. There'll be there'll be kids a decade from now that uh, that remember Aaron Baines as a uh, lovingly as a Phoenix Sun. I now understand. So <laughs> yeah, well, and and you know I'll say it's the hair, the, the hair. I, I think it is a lot of the toughness, and maybe maybe it's maybe the more rational side of it is the toughness part because. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing him toughen up this team a little bit. I mean, I think Aiton having to go against him in practice on a regular basis is certainly going to be helpful. Um, the dude's also just built like a brick shit house, man. Uh, I, watching one of the exhibition games against the U.S., I can't remember who was driving to the lane. It was a fast break. Aaron Baines was the only guy back. Baines just stopped right outside of the, right outside of the restricted area, held his ground. The dude bounced off of him, trying and, and like... It was almost like a situation where you expect a guy to kind of take a charge. Bane just stood there, kind of swatted him aside like a fly. The refer- guy went down, looked up at the referee. The referee just kind of like shrugged at him, and Australia went back up the court. Like, that's the kind of stuff that I'm looking forward to seeing out of out of him. Um, I saw he boxed somebody out in one of those games, too, with like what literally looked like a football stiff arm. There's no body on him. He just he just reached out and shoved him off. I'm like, okay, I don't know if that's entirely legal, but hey, it seemed effective. I think there's a little bit as well that there are some strong personalities in Suns Twitter who are from Australia. Well, that's true. That is very true. So they have more of a exposure to him and a just nationalistic uh, appeal to root for him. Yeah, and the Suns do have a just odd a- number of like Australian fans. I mean, an odd number, but more than I would expect. I mean. Yeah. Our, our, this podcast in general, our second highest percentage of listeners outside of the United States comes from Australia. Yeah. Which I don't know, it's surprising to me, but I mean, sure, it's probably seven people, but whatever. It's fine. It's <laughs> still, it's still, it's still a surprising number. Hey, and there's only nine in the U.S., so I mean, that's a win, right? So. <laughs> Whoa, Espo. 12. Come on, man. Oh. We're in double digits. It took us three years. <laughs> um, I, well, I love the show and I love the energy, guys. Come on. Hey, thank you. Thank hey, you, thank I, you, you guys. You guys will appreciate this. Speaking of, uh, well, first off, I think part of my uh, my hesitancy in buying into Aaron Baines is I still remember the pain that Luke Longley, uh, another mm. Australian big man, uh, caused me at one point. So that's probably why I have. He was supposed to be a star. This is Baines true. isn't supposed to be a star. That's very true, but uh, I don't remember details. I just remember hurt. So, uh, but you guys will appreciate this. I, as I as I've mentioned a few times, I am in Boston for for a work conference, and I am attending a uh, a session at this conference by Joe Courtney. Now, do you guys remember the name Joe Courtney? 
I it is I do on the tip of my tongue. I do remember that name, but I don't remember Na- context. Ninety Suns big man Joe Courtney, I believe number forty is what he wore. And uh I was scrolling through the, the sessions I could go to and one of them was uh winning cult like champ building a championship culture at work. And I'm like, what's this? And I see Joe Courtney, I go, I don't care what this is about. I'm going <laughs> to so I can walk up to him after and go, I watched you when I was a kid in Phoenix. Yeah. Are you hundred percent sure it's the actual Joe Courtney and not just yes, some other random dude? It's that former NBA player Joe Courtney and and then gave his bio. So did I, he actually I, win a championship? Uh, I believe he did uh, as a like fifteenth guy on somebody's <laughs> roster. But I uh, I quickly put in a call to uh, a, a few of the people I know that have been with the Suns organization for years and went. Anybody got any Joe Courtney memorabilia that I can uh, randomly spring on this guy at uh, at this conference? And uh, I was quickly told no. That was all. Uh, all <laughs> Joe that stuff was, wasn't made. Yeah, all those jerseys were repurposed for other players within seconds of him leaving. Like no, we we sold out of all. Yeah, sold out of all. Let's see, Joe Courtney, Phoenix Suns, 1993-94, played 33 games, averaged. Three point one points and less than one of everything else, but he had an effective field goal percentage of fifty one point three percent. Which is was he number forty? Was I right on that? He was number forty. Thank you. Look at that. Look at this guy. Espo's got. I thought I had stupid information in my brain. (laughs) That that's not even the stupidest information (laughs) I have in my brain about ninety Suns basketball. So. Gentlemen, it is it is one fifteen where I am. I think I I think I'm going to uh, play the role of saying I think it's time to wrap this one up. I was just going to say we should wrap this up, and you know what? We are contractually obligated to take one more break, so let's do that, and then we'll wrap it up. <laughs> so since it is Espo's bedtime, we will go ahead and uh, and we have nothing else to talk about, frankly. I think we did a good job actually talking for 50 minutes about stuff that's actually related to the Phoenix Suns. So kudos to us. Mostly thanks to Espo. I would I would go out <laughs> on a limb and say. But yeah. If it wasn't for Espo, I don't know if we would have recorded. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you for that, sir. You're welcome, like, Internet. He's like, I could also be sleeping right now. So on that note, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. Espo, thank you so much, man, for coming on. We've enjoyed it. It's always enjoyable to chat with you, hang out with you, whether it's in person or over the Internet across thousands of miles, but it has been a pleasure. I, I look yep. forward to getting my cut of the 12 cents of uh, advertising uh, <laughs> you're making. So thank you for having me on as well. Well, thank you for overestimating the advertising yeah. revenue. I'll, I'll buy you a, uh, a soda from Circle K. Oh, you're getting more than 12 cents then, dude. <laughs> look at that. You're, you're, you're getting paid this week, Espo. All a right. small soda. A small soda. I'll, I'll get you a sample of a pretzel at Auntie Anne's. I think I'm still working off the uh, 70-some-odd dollars worth of pizza we uh, got in uh, on Vegas. Uh, probably owe you about 20 more uh, guest spots on this show. So I, I still can't fathom how we bought that much pizza, but hey, you we know what? We did. Way to, go, way to go us. Way to go us. And I'll say us because I don't want the person that did that to get all the credit for it because it's embarrassing. All right, on that note, as always... You can you can catch us on Twitter. Uh, I'm at so says Jay Paul. I'm still at Dervish of World. And Espo is at Espo. I'll say it for you, Espo, because I don't want you to mess it up because it's getting late over there. You might be a little loopy. And the pod is at Fan the Flames NBA. And until next time, thanks for listening. Depending on when you're listening, have yourself a good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. See you soon. Just